Rich Living Family and welcome to Jesse's World where we talk all things success, wellness, business, current affairs and life. If you have a great sense of humor, are upwardly mobile and want to be your best self, you've come to the right place. We're not just a podcast, we're a community of people embracing and sharing positive vibes, life tips and great energy. Let's get it. Today's topic Actually, we're doing part two of discovering and rediscovering your inner gifts. Um, But first, you already know, it's Tessie time. And today we're not going, Tessie is not going to talk about a headline. In fact, we're going to talk about something that should be a headline. Okay? Tessie's in the building. All right? I'm going to let you know. Tessie's like that auntie that's just going to tell it to you 100. Good luck, you know? All medicine, no sugar. That's what you're going to get. All right. Today we're going to talk about unifying our come up. What? This is a podcast all about each of us developing our own internal gifts and blessings from God and kind of it's very solo, right, in the journey wrong <laughs> wrong it's not solo it it is solo adjacent maybe okay but seriously for a minute i just want to talk about the fact that a lot of us are guilty of building our success in silos i've said it it's facts deal with it some of us are doing a good job at thinking about those around us, but I am going to suggest to you that the health of your success should be measured not only in your own success, but the health of those people closest to you. If everyone around you, if your family, closest family members that love you, that are supporting you, your closest fam, friends that have rode from you for you your entire life, if all those people are starving and you're in abundance at the moment, or at least far more abundant, then perhaps your model sucks. I'm saying, this is not Jessica, this is Tessie. I'm saying your model might suck. Here's why. I know people love to hate on them, but I'ma pull it out. The Kardashians. One thing that I love about their business model is that everyone in the family is balling. Everyone in the family got their come up. Everyone in the family have millions of dollars. Kim didn't say to her mom, hey, help me, I wanna be a star, and that was it. And and could she have risen as a star on her own? Perhaps, I mean, she had positioned herself well, right? Put herself in the right circles, hobnobbing with the right people. She didn't, she knew she didn't have a particular skill, but that she wanted to be known. She kind of had this kind of vision for what has now been created, reality, right? Um, and that being enough, right? Just me being me, right? And we're in a whole world that celebrates us being us now, right? So could she have been a solo solopreneur? Possibly. Possibly she would have still made it. But there's something really beautiful about the fact that she drew for her family. There's something really beautiful about the fact that even when, let's say, Chloe was struggling to find her identity publicly and dealing with a lot of public hate and comments on her looks, which everyone is different. So I don't really 
like rate anybody who judges anybody but anyway because we could all have things that could be judged and we all have things that could be celebrated and there's a, a, a theory called appreciative inquiry and intelligent people know about or should know about and seek to know about appreciative inquiry it will help you in your life and what it is is really focusing on the positive and so even when I'm dealing with other people, I definitely try to focus on the positive. Okay, so I have no time. Tessie has no time for people to talk about next people because that's not cool, all right? But anyway, even when that was happening, they still found a way to help her and be there and she rallied behind herself to, to like find her assets and highlight her assets and become her best self. When Courtney had her issues, highlight her assets, assets and become her best self and so forth, right? So I'm not saying that you, you should aspire to be like the Kardashians. If that's what you heard, you missed the point completely. I'm saying you should aspire to not only be healthy, you don't want to be the only healthy branch on a dying tree. You understand? <laughs> Do you get it? You don't want to be the only healthy branch on a dying tree. Who are the people around you and are they healthy? If the strongest, per if you're the strongest one, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Right? Why are you, why is your model not helping to facilitate? So I don't mean, and, 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 and please do not misquote me. I do not mean that you must take up for everybody or lose sight of yourself because this whole podcast is about building and developing yourself. What I mean is if you're doing something in life, let's say you're, let's say you have a video production company and you have a nephew who is an illustrator and he could illustrate the storyboards, but you put out a posting and hire some other illustrator. You have a, a niece that just graduated high school and is looking to, you know, start her a job in directing, but, you know, shadow a director. But instead you get an intern from your local college somewhere. You you have somebody who, you know, is just down on their luck in your in your in your circle. And you happen to need like a, a boy Friday, you know, someone who would get the coffee and answer the phone. And you, and you go higher off of wherever. Okay. That's ridiculous. What's wrong with you? You need to check yourself. Tessie says, check yourself before you wreck your whole tree. Because when you're a dying, when you're the only alive branch on a dying tree, huh, you're soon, your time soon come. And when you need help, like I promise you, any of those Kardashians can go to each other for anything. You don't want to be the only one that has anything in your group. If that's how you're moving, you need to work on your inner self. Well, that's okay, because that's what we're here to do. But you need to work on your inner self. Why do you feel you need to be the only one that has anything in your closest circle? Why? Why would you feel that way? You don't want everyone to succeed? You don't want everybody to come up? You need to work on unifying your come up. Unify your come up, okay? Just even like if you're just now, you cannot lead, you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Now, if the people around you don't want to come up, that's a whole other thing. But if anytime someone, you see opportunity to like, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I don't do business with family. Why? If your family is actually capable and competent, why would you not give them the opportunity? Why would you not make the introduction if you know somebody that could help them? Why would you not? Why are you holding your network hostage? Because at the end of the day, you didn't get where you want to be. 
in a silo. Nobody gets anywhere in a silo. So that means they're just going to go build somewhere else and you're going to kind of break your bond. Why? Meditate on that. That's testy time. I'm just trying to say, and I want to talk about culture. Actually, no, I'm not going to let it go yet. Mm -mm. Let's talk about cultures. Like I have worked in a lot of different communities and I see culturally there are some communities that support each other more than others, fam. You know what I'm saying? Don't make me call it all the way out. Okay. And so we, I'm going to say, sorry, I have listeners from every background, but I'm about to say we as black people really, 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 really need to support each other because sometimes, you know, I see that happening and sometimes I don't. And it's very, very important that we understand that it's healthy and positive when Ever anyone succeeds or does something positive, it's good PR for our group, okay? Put it like that. It's good PR for our group. So even looking beyond your initial like local family, which is also great PR for you, hello, it looks great. Like it looks great that Kim wasn't selfish and put on everybody. It, like it helped her too, make no doubt, but it, it looks great. It looks great when people see their whole family does well. Everyone does well. You have to wonder about somebody who no one around them is doing good, but they're doing good. You have to wonder. You have to say, hold on. Why? That's uh, There's something wrong there, fam. So, yeah, man. Unify the come up. That's Tessie time. All right. We're moving along to Mrs. Wright. You already know. This is where we do our random segment where we come with a random topic and we do a story or a poem or what have you. Um, yeah, so we'll get with it. It was a random story, poem, or a song, whatever comes up. Random word, okay? So we're looking for our random word generator on Google, and today's topic is dramatic. Whoa, dramatic. I don't know anything about being dramatic. <laughs> Oh, dramatic. Okay. Huh. All right. Hmm. Dramatic. Well, they like to say I'm dramatic, see? Because sometimes I act crazy, but it's just because I feel passionate about the things that are going on. And sometimes I even take that passion and I put it in a song. I'm like, dramatic what? You wish you had some of this drama in your life. You wish this drama would be your wife. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> you wish you had this drama morning, noon, and night. But I'm almost take a step to the side and be all right with my dramatic self. It's all good, you see, because at the end of the day, I still say scene. Cut. Get it? Scene? Cut. All right. That was my stupid song for the day. <laughs> Moving along. Mrs. Va Mrs. Wright killed me. Okay. Big Boss Vibes. We are in part two, and this is a very serious episode. We're going to talk about getting your business right and getting yourself right and getting yourself right with your business. So I hope you're ready for some serious deep diving into you. Okay. And it's an exciting day because I'm going to unveil a theory. Yay. So 
It's my own theory. <laughs> and I think it's going to help you. I find it helpful. All right. So big boss vibes. How are you managing your time? And it's funny because what Tessie was going to talk about today was respect for people's time, which is a whole other thing. But we've passed that segment. So we might do that another time. But I'll just thought, start big boss vibes by saying definitely respect other people's time. I got a request um, for some help this week. And the person came to me like, I know your time is precious and valuable and you don't have to help me, but I just need this and I feel like you would know where I should go or what I should do. And honestly, that approach worked because I was like, yeah, my time is precious and valuable, but you, you're so respectful. You understand that? So I'm just going to give you, and they kept it short. Let me help you and keep it moving, you know? So please have respect for your time and the time of others. So now the first part of that was your time, right? Okay, that's what we're going to hone in on. We're going to talk about how you're spending your time, okay? So I have something called Jesse's Hierarchy of Priorities. So Hierarchy of Priorities. Growing up, I was very inspired by, and I've always been kind of inspired by Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. And you should know it, but if you don't know it, it kind of goes... Like if you picture a pyramid, at the bottom you have psychological needs, which is like air, water, food, sleep, clothing, that type of thing. Then next up is safety needs. So that's like personal security, employment, resources, health care. We talked about that last episode. So holy moly, this means in a world, oh, well, we're going to get to that. We're going to analyze this in a minute. Let's go up or wrong. Love. Okay, that's friendship. That's integrity, that's family, that's fulfillment. That's that's like love. I'm in the mood for love. Sorry, shout out Heavy D, you know, RIP. And so then after that, if we go up or wrong, it's esteem. Okay, so that's like self-esteem, how you feel about yourself, freedom, all of that good jazz. And then the top of the pyramid is what they call self-actualization, which is actually what we're trying to do here during this show. Self-actualization is like the realization of your own potential, personal development, even peak experiences, which would be amazing if we get to the point where we experience a peak experience together. Oh my gosh, that would be so awesome. So what is a peak experience for those who don't know? It's like an altered state of like consciousness, um, characterized by euphoria. There's lots of different definitions. Maslow originally said it's achieved um, when you achieve, like self-actualizing individuals will achieve it. Um, and it's like an advanced form of perceiving reality. And that's dope because like if you meditate on perceiving reality, like this podcast behind all the jokes and the kind of silly things that I do and say, <laughs> um, is like some deep ass shit, right? It's it's deep. Like we are looking at how to be our best self, how to look at past the physical limitations of life and past the drama and past the haters and past the social disadvantages and past the past. Hey, that was deep. Past the past. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're, we're trying to like push all that away and like 
center ourselves, look inside ourselves and align, right? Align with ourselves, find our gifts, nurture them, love ourselves, understand there's a whole world inside of us, mm? right? Whole world inside. We're the queen or king, the god or goddess of our world, our internal world. Nobody's looking there. A lot of people are looking outward and feeling like they're nothing and not understanding you're a god or a goddess of your universe, of your own self, of your world. You're not, your self is not like one thing. You see the body, that's yourself. No, mm-mm, honey, yourself is your spirit. Yourself is all your cells. Yourself is your mind. Yourself, you're, you're amazing. Like, you're like amazing. And you're like a god of your world, and I'm a goddess of my world, and sometimes our worlds collide, and mm, amazing, right? But people, people are looking at it like, I'm just this person, I'm going to the grocery store to bag up grocery today, or I'm going to my job as a lawyer to be a lawyer today, but they're not, and they might even be tricked, like, because it's, it's interesting. God is not egotistical, right, at all. So if you're living in this world and you're like, look at my beamer, look at my big house, look at, these are all physical things distracting from the true manifestation of best self, which is internal. So in which case you might be bankrupt, in fact, of true gifts and not even gifts of, of realizing those gifts of true, like a barren field, you know, that brought, brought forth no crops. But then you're showing outwardly, oh, look at all of these crops, all of this stuff that I've manifest, but it's not the internal work hasn't been done. So yeah, like that's the wrong way to operate in this world. So it's an interesting analytical kind of philosophical way to look at life, which is, which is self-actualization, which is starting to perceive reality differently, which is perceiving reality from within and then projecting that outwardly instead of taking the world, the world's messages and bringing them inwardly. And in fact, huh? That's so dangerous because it's hilarious. Right now, what, the last how many years now we've been going through this whole fake news, misinformation, disinformation era? And it's like, fam, that's all outward. It doesn't even matter. You know what? The truth is, jury's in. We can't really believe anyone. <laughs> that's the truth. So look inside. Look within. Find your answers there. Honestly, there's no perfect, but I assure you, if your vibrations are telling you something, that's what you need to listen to. If your intuition's telling you something, that's what you need to listen to, right? Shut off the noise. That stuff isn't even real. So perceived reality, a different, a difference in perception of reality, right? Moments of highest happiness and fulfillment, okay? We're talking about self-actualization and what it's defined as, okay? Many definitions. One of them is the highest, the moments of your highest happiness and fulfillment. This is why we do this podcast. This is why I'm here with you. 
Let us find our highest moments of happiness and fulfillment together, right? Are you feeling it? Okay. We need to find that. And that is where? Nowhere in the world. That's why you ever see like, well, obviously you do see like a lot of famous people. They, oh gosh, this is so deep. Fam, are you ready for today? Are you really ready for today though? I don't know. All right. <laughs> so you look outside and you see people rich, famous, glamorous, loved by all, beautiful, happy, quote unquote, healthy, quote unquote, fit, quote unquote. But inside, something's not right because they're developed a lot of outside success but they're lacking the inside success. And the thing about inside success too, is when you're getting close to your calling and you're getting close to your gifts and you're really becoming the god or the goddess of your internal world, then the outside will distract you, will pull you into different directions. And angels will come to realign you if you allow them in, but also, and they can come in the form, different forms of like messages or people. So today I had definitely um, an interaction with a, a friend in my life that I appreciate. Um, and yeah, years ago he was my student, but today I see him as a as a friend, you know, as like eye to eye, lots of respect, all of that good jazz. Um, and then and then that person was like, yeah, giving me positive feedback on on this um, podcast. And that brings me into alignment with self. Prioritize. Um, thank you, Daryl. Okay, so that brings me into alignment, right? Likewise, there'll be distractions, and then you you have to kind of notice that and say that no, this is actually going to hinder what I'm what I'm trying to achieve, which is self actualization. And please tell me what's more important than the top here of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Absolutely nothing. Okay. How does this relate to my hierarchy? Well, so glad you asked. Jesse's hierarchy of priorities created by me kind of looks at, remember the topic today? How are you going to manage your time? Big boss vibes. Kind of looks at, and, and, and sorry, I know I interrupt myself a lot, but I have to say, and I've said this before, life and business intersect. Gone are the days where you have business and you have life. They intersect all over the place. And as there are more and more entrepreneurs, influencer, growth of the gig economy, all of these things, people that are working from home, virtual working opportunities, all of these things, right? This will happen more and more and more. Life and business intersect. So there is no separating life and business anymore. There isn't. It's just not a realistic thing. That's why work-life balance actually now just means balance. I'm calling it, you heard it here, Jesse's world, work-life balance is now simply balance. <laughs> That's all it is, okay? So I'm always gonna speak interchangeably about life and about business, about self and about business, about self and about life and such, because it is all intertwined. It is, okay? 
So don't even think they're separate anymore. So now, when we look at Jesse's hierarchy of priorities, what we're talking about is time management. What we're talking about is you prioritizing, or actually us, because I'm part of this journey with you, prioritizing our lives, our time, okay? Because the truth is, nobody knows how many years you get on earth, how many days you get on earth, how many minutes you get on earth, how many seconds or milliseconds you get on earth. We don't know. We come here and hope for the best and try our best and really don't even know, are we all guaranteed a specific amount of time? Like, are, are, is it like we're coming in and we have a card <laughs> and it says, you know, 48 days and 50 seconds or 48 years and 50 seconds or 110 years and 50 seconds. I don't know why always the 50 seconds, but anyway. Or is it already predefined and no matter what we do, we'll always be okay? Or is it like, no, you, it's, it's, you're a result of, it's a result of the sum of your decisions or in the moment those decisions or other people's impact on you. And that is like a philosophical question for another time. I'm not going to answer that question here. I don't even have the answer. I wish I had the answer because I think I'd live a little differently if I knew that it didn't matter what I did. But um, I'd still live authentically and, and with morals and values and ethics and all of that. But I probably would live more fearlessly, for sure, definitely. Um, but the question is like, we still have the same 24 hours in the day. We still have to each day kind of get up and make the most of our day. If, if we're really on a mission, if we're really serious about give, being our best selves, that's actually real work. This is not no airy-fairy bullshit. This is like some real ass work, okay? Some days I don't wanna do shit. I just wanna like, oh, I don't wanna take a day off. And I have to remind myself, no, no, this is my, actually I'll talk about this later, but yeah, my mantra for myself, this is my full-time job, right? Because sometimes when you're an entrepreneur too, people think it's op optional what you do. They'll think it's optional. If you're at home making beats, people might think they could drop by and hang out with you because that's optional, right? If you're just, uh, I don't know, doing crafts at home or making weed butter, I don't know what people do, okay? <laughs> whatever they're doing, right? Um, I don't know, baking cookies and selling them, whatever your little hustle is. People could like think that's just a little hustle. No fam, it's your, it's your empire. Just remember like Amazon, that man started by shipping books from his garage, okay? His garage. Netflix started off like mailing out CDs to people's homes, like almost like a blockbuster that like mails shit to you type of vibes, you know? I don't really remember the exact details, but it was not the tech company it is today, okay? So like, Something seemingly small, I have a garage full of books and I'm mailing them out. That sounds small. Somebody could come into your life and take your time. Could say like, you're just doing a thing. You're just mailing some books. Why wouldn't they go to the bookstore? They could bring all types of doubt while they're sitting down playing cards, dominoes, having a drink, talking gossip. That's so low frequency. You do not have the time for that and this podcast. If you don't think you have the time to listen to this podcast, just cut that one person out, whoever that is, who likes to call you up and tell you everybody else's business because I'm here to tell you to mind your business. Mind your, well, 
Cassie's seeping through the rest of this talk today. That's okay. You are welcome, girl. Yeah, mind your business because at the end of the day, that person's going to go back to their life and you are going to either have achieved your purpose on, in life and in your goals or you are going to have not achieved your purpose. You're going to have identified your gifts, developed your gifts, nurtured your gifts, built them, brought them into reality, made them manifest abundance for you and bless the world with them as you are supposed to or you will have heard what Ray Ray's doing down the road. You choose. Like, I don't know how you want to use your 24 hours, but I don't give a shit what Ray Ray's doing. I'm trying to mind my business, all right? And you should mind yours. And if Mr. Amazon had business about Ray Ray and not just boxed up his books, then we'd have no Amazon. I know it's Jeff Bezos, I'm just saying. We'd have no Amazon, okay? We wouldn't. And... Whether Amazon's good or bad, we're not talking about the debate of large corporations and what they're doing to small corporations. And we're not talking about that. We are talking about it looked small to begin with. And your little hustle might look like a little hustle right now. But it's not. It is the seeds of greatness. And you need to prune it and water it and bring it out to the sun and make it grow into a jungle of greatness and manifest. And therefore, you just don't have time for a Ray Ray fam. You just don't have that time, all right? But what you do have time for is Jesse's hierarchy of priorities. So without further ado, da -da -da -da, let's unveil it, yeah? All right, so again, I'm gonna post a picture of this. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram at Jesse's World XO. J-E-S-S-I-E-S-W-O-R-L-D-X-O, okay? Follow me and I promise you sometime in the next one week, you will see this picture being posted, the hierarchy of priorities. At the bottom, if you picture it, you have yourself, mind, body, soul, the personal development we're doing now, which is very interesting because if you go to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, at the very top, you're gonna see that he put self-actualization, which essentially is the pursuit of one's best self. Huh, but I am saying the very first rung, the bottom, the base, the foundation of your life and the foundation of the time you put into your life should start with you. Interesting, let's continue, okay? So you're first, you're the foundation because you are the foundation that everything in your life rests on. If you are a father, then your kids, your woman, they rely on you. So you need a strong mind, body, soul to be able to get up every day and to be there for them. You can't do it if you're weak fam. Me as a woman, as a mother, right? As somebody that many people come to Let's say uh, like as a female in, in, in the male life and all of that stuff there. Like, you know what I'm saying? I have to give. I have to nurture and love and understand and support. I have, yo, I have many, many God children. Many, 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 <laughs> many God children. 
And anytime they need me, I need to try my best to show up. I have my son. And I need to, you know, I have people I love in my life. I need to be there for. And if I, trust me, because I'm going to tell you the truth. Because this podcast is not a walk in the park. It's not easy. It's my gift to the world. It's my love letter to the entire universe. And the reason being is I have to be really vulnerable to do this. Oh my God, I was listening back to the last episode because I knew that this was part two of that episode. And so I had to like listen to it to make sure I ensured some continuity for you. Okay? Because this is my full-time job because I love you guys and I believe in what I'm doing. All right? Okay. So I was like, holy, I told them that. (laughs) I was listening to some things like, bam, I said that. (laughs) And I realized like, you guys are all my besties. Like, I I mean, Stacey Espinay is my bestie. Rola Masood is my bestie. Sherry May, she rest in peace. Sherry Monk is my bestie. But also you guys are all my besties because, um, I would not, like, I, I talk to you like you're on a one-away, you know? And I'm raw and I'm real and I'm, like, flawed and beautiful and just my true authentic self, zero pretentiousness. If you love me, trust me, it's me you love. If you don't like me, that's okay. It's me you don't like because this is just me, you know? So it takes a lot of, like, vulnerability to do this, actually, right? It's... I feel very raw, very, very, very vulnerable, but I feel like it's important because there are lessons that I want to share with the world. And I I really do want us all to be our best self. And I think we're in a time, we're in a time where the world is difficult, um, in some regards, uh, especially like we're in North America. I'm in North, I'm in Canada, I'm in North America. And like, we're, we're facing challenges that we haven't had to face, you know, in a while. And, um, So whether it's the social economic climate, whether it's like, it just seems like we're, I don't know, man. Sometimes it just seems socially like we're going backwards and like there's a lot of pressure on people and I see people struggling with mental health issues of all ages, you know? Sorry, I'm getting emotional. It's just real because I don't know. It's not even just like, and one thing I'm really grateful for is that I didn't just, I grew up in the hood, yes, but I didn't just live in the hood. Then I moved to a very affluent area and then I got to see that rich people have the same problems in different ways. Like maybe not the same problems, but they also have problems in different ways and they're serious too. And, um, and one thing I see is that like mental health issues, oh God, it it affected people across the board. Like people who are struggling in poverty people who are um, middle class, people who are rich, like it, it does not discriminate the, the pressures of the world, the pressures of, of lockdowns and COVID-19 and being um, isolated from loved ones and just life. Life is not easy, man. It can like really chew you up and spit you out if you are not careful and loved and insulated, which is why Tessie started the, the whole episode saying, you, you know, unify our come up because we need to protect each other. And it's, there's a whole thing like, I was talking with my girl today. I was talking with Rola and I was talking about how somebody like from our past, you know, said like that certain people always try to like think how could they info. (laughs) This is so messed up. How could they infiltrate Jessica? Because like 
you know? They were looking at me like, oh, she's pretty, and like, how do I get close to her? You know what I'm saying? Okay? And like, their feedback was, but Jessica was always protected, so we could never get close to her. And I was like, I found that very interesting, like, protected. What do you mean? You know? <laughs> and they were like, yeah, you were either with your grandma or you were with Rola and Sonia, like your, your two little Lebanese friends and their parents. You know what I mean? And that's true. That was like most of my childhood. I was like just in a bubble of protection and love. And then I had my big uncle too. And man, just love, 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 you know, protection, bubble wrap. That's okay. I'm a princess. Like that's where you get that princess Jessica vibe coming out. You got that like I have a goddess inside of me, but I have a little girl, I have a princess, like all of it, you know? And I try to like protect her and keep like a little bit of innocence. And it's funny, I was saying, I was saying to someone who knows me so well, um, how the same story and how I was so naive. I had no idea that that's the way people were looking at me. Cause I just felt like I like the world is so safe and la 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 and just skip through the hood and there's no issues. And meanwhile, there are like People thinking like, how do I get close to her? How do I infiltrate uh, this bubble? And I had no clue. And and their feedback to me was, yeah, you're still kind of naive. Like you're still like, oh, I love everybody, you know. <laughs> so being vulnerable is, I'm okay with it. We're only here for a while. We're talking about time today, and we're only here for a while. If I'm gonna be here on this earth. I want to leave gifts. I want to make God proud. I want I want to be innocent and my authentic self and um not naive, not naive but but I think choosing to keep yourself um you know it's okay to be somewhat protected and um it's good to to have people who love you who will insulate you. And in this world, a lot of people don't have that. And so you go through these time periods without any of that already in your bank. Like even my mom's there for me. Like I have a lot of people in my life. Like I'm really grateful for who I have in my life and for who's to come, you know. But I feel like people who may not have that or who do even have that, but maybe they they haven't maybe they haven't gone through the adversity. This is the other thing. Like, growing up in the hood, like, people like to talk about all the problems it comes with. Sometimes I do as well. But it comes with a lot of good things as well. And, like, we, we have, like, <laughs> I was saying, like, even if I was still in that spot in my life where I was, like, living in the hood and just, it, it wouldn't even really affect me the same way because you're already making ends meet anyway. You're already, like, you know how to stretch anyway. You already have that, like, strong brought up sea. We're soldiers, we know how to get through these things, you know? So that's something that maybe somebody who was born without adversity uh, may not have. And so they might actually find it harder to get through tough times in society, you know? Yeah. So that was a little side note. But, you know, we went around the bush to come back to the middle same way, which is we got to manage our time and our priorities. We got to prioritize our time to get our goal. Last episode, we talked about finding our gifts and the fact that, okay, we do need to nurture and strengthen them, which we'll talk more about. But right now we're talking about the time that you need to set aside for that, right? All right. So the first rung is yourself, mind, body, and spirit. 
You have to give to yourself before you can do any of the rest of the stuff. So while Maslow said the last rung, the top rung is self-actualization, I'm going to start at the bottom and say, you are here. Self is the first rung. Is that controversial? Possibly. I'm literally saying that my, you know, one of my mentors and heroes, I've loved Maslow for years, um, may, may not have that right, but he's just saying this is the hierarchy of needs of life. So he's right with regards to needs. He is, yeah, okay, you need to make sure that you have food and air and all of that, right? Shelter. I agree with that. I think that all falls under self. But with regards to the time you're putting into yourself, the first thing is you got to put time into you. The next rung up is finance. Now people might say, hold on, Jessica. I thought you said God's number one and not God is number one. And, and, and when you take care of yourself in that mind, body, and what did I say? Spirit. Okay. So your spiritual connection to God is within that too. So mama didn't raise no fool. Actually, mama didn't raise me. <laughs> Sorry, mom. I love you. <laughs> Grandma didn't raise no fool either. No, mom, mom's there now. It's all good. I love you, mom. <laughs> Nobody raised a fool. I'm not a fool. Uh, might kill me. Um, okay, so finances, you might still say, but still, Jessica, why doesn't family come before finances? Family first, and I do love to say fam first, for sure. I say fam because it needs to like encompass who is actually acting the role of your family because not every blood related person plays the role of your family and not every associate is actually your fam so don't use it so liberally we do nowadays in, in society and culture say it very liberally but the true word means something deep to me you know so but yeah nah finances come first sorry guys and i'll tell you why that like i have a deep story to tell you and that's why i said i'm going to be raw and real and that's how we went on that journey to come back to raw and real, right? But right now I'm going to tell you, trust me, finances come first. Once you handle yourself, then you go get that bread. You go hunt, go outside and hunt. Okay. So you, you took care of you, mind, body, and soul. And now you went and you hunted. Okay. See, it makes sense now. So now you've spent a lot of your day on you and hunting, but where did you come back? Bam, bam. <laughs> All right. You see it. So it makes sense. So you bring back your winnings from your hunt and you share it with your fam. You take care of your fam, man. So now this is you, this could be your nucleus, like your family, like your husband and wife and child, or your, you and your brother, if that's who lives together, or you and your sister and your uncle, or whoever the hell your fam is, you take care of yourself and your fam. And if it's just you, then that's okay, man. You're your fam. And like, welcome to the family. Welcome to Jesse's world. You're my fam too now. It's all good. Right? Um, that, that you bring it back. Cause let's say, like, let's say somebody needs something. Like, let's say you have a niece and you love her very much. You guys are very, very close. And then unfortunately something happens with her parents. Okay. And she needs to come to you. Let's say you're, let's say, nothing sinister. Let's say they lost their job. It's a recession and she needs to go to university. Can you help her? No, because you were busy going the other direction on this pyramid. Okay. You understand you, you, so at the, before I get to fam, before I get to that deep, I'm going to tell the story before I get to the deep story, 
We're going to go to the top. So where Maslow had hierarchy in his hierarchy of needs, he has um, self-actualization at the top. I have fun at the top. Fun is like frivolous. Fun is like, yeah, yeah, boy, look at me in my Bugatti. <laughs> That's fun, right? Like whatever you think fun is, right? I don't know how you have fun, right? I mean, shoot, for my birthday, I, I, I did self-care. I found that fun. And so I don't know. However you get down, it's your extracurriculars. It's your, it's your pop bottles. It's your, you know, pop style. It's your, I don't know, weekend away, rent a cottage, you know, whatever your fun is. That's the top of the pyramid. That doesn't mean it's the most important part. In fact, it's the least important part because it's the smallest part of the pyramid. It's all the way at the top. And although fun is very important, you don't get to fun until you, you do your, you eat your Wheaties at the bottom, you know? <laughs> eat your Wheaties. That's such a throwback thing to say. I have a brethren named CJ. That's some stuff CJ would say. Yeah, eat your Wheaties, man. Take care of yourself. Then you take care of your finances. Then you take care of your fam. Then you can have some fun. That is Jessica's hierarchy of priorities. Okay, here's the story. I used to do this the wrong direction. <laughs> and it could just be me. And you can tell me in the comments. You could DM me at Jessica Vibes. And you could let me know. <laughs> if you ever made that mistake, maybe you're still making it. But I used to go... Wicked, let's have fun. What? With who? My fam. <laughs> oh, yeah, we probably need some money. <laughs> and by the time it got back to me, I didn't have no energy. Yo, I just spent my whole week. I had fun hanging with the fam. Yeah, I had to make a little money to be able to go out and, and party or to be able to have a barbecue or to be able to go floss and shop with my with my fam having fun um and now personal development what is that huh taking care of me what is that right mind body soul witch hey so that model is so dangerous man that will keep you in your lower frequency it's very hard to have deep thinking with that if you go the wrong way on that pyramid it's very hard to have deep thinking. It's very difficult to manifest one's best self by starting off with fun, fam, finance, and leave yourself last. It's like you become the last priority on your to-do list. And if you, you know what? Common sense will have everyone who's listening be like, nah, I don't do that. I do not do that. That's just Jessica. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with Jessica, but that's just Jessica. And fair enough, maybe so. However, I know I'm not the only dysfunctional person in the universe who did not know which way to function. And like, you know, some of us, especially where I grew up, some of us were raising ourselves to a degree, not to say we didn't have guidance, but mm, we didn't learn everything that maybe, you know, a fully functional environment would teach. Um, so... Yeah, you can say that's not you, but here's what I challenge you before you say that. Every day this week, do a to-do list. And every time you achieve something, so obviously your to-do list should be balanced, right? Stuff for yourself, stuff regarding finance, stuff regarding fam, and stuff regarding fun, okay? 
And fun is kind of for you too. So it's good. You're like responsibilities are sandwiched between you and you, which is awesome, right? So your to-do list should always include a healthy dose of all of these things. Uh, and then tick them off as you get them done. Okay. I literally want you to write me and tell me how you did at the end of the week. Okay. Tick them off as they get done. And at the end of the week, at the end of each day, whatever, people have short memories. So make sure you do it every day. Um, look and see which ones got done and which ones didn't. If you did all the things for yourself and then you took care of your finances and then you were there for your fam, whatever that looks like, quality time, conversation, support, whichever way that looks. And then you went out and had fun. Well then kudos to you. I mean, tune into the next episode. <laughs> nah, I mean, we have other stuff coming up. It's good. You'll still learn something or be affirmed. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but if you found that maybe you spent all your time on work, you didn't give any time to the family and you sure as heck didn't, maybe you didn't work out or you worked out, but you never meditated or you meditated, but you didn't pray or you prayed, but you didn't like just take care of your own mental health. I don't know how you unplug. I don't know how you handle your own mental health, but I assure you prevention is better than cure when it comes to mental health. And it's something that like mental health, Jesus, oh, there's so much to talk about in this. We're just on big boss vibes, guys. We're just on big boss vibes. It's like, and this is a whole episode just on big boss vibes because this, like how we spend our time is our, is like literally the core of our life. How you spend your time is the core of your life. If all you do is talk shit with your brethren on the block, that's your whole life, fam. That's what you showed up on earth to do and left. That's what you accomplished. Sorry. I mean, that was fun when we were kids, but hopefully that's not the case now. But yeah, like you have to know where your fulfillment lies, right? How you spend your time is everything, man. It's everything. So yeah, it is taking time during this episode because <laughs> it's everything. I'm giving you everything right now. All right. So if you tick off those boxes and you find, yeah, you did it in the right order. Great. But I suspect some of you, even if you don't go fun fam finance yourself the backwards way, like I used to, um, you might go all finance or you might go all yourself. Hey, that's a problem too. I didn't say just get on the first rung and don't climb up to the top. The point is to hit every point. But to understand your base must be strong. So you don't want to be that self-centered that everything you do is you. I know people like that. Everything they do is them. Not even finance, not even fam. And if it's fun, it's them and fun. But the thing in between is getting, that means your pyramid's going to fall. That's like you built a house and you built the roof and you built the, the, the basement. Yo, that, that house is whack. It's out of whack, actually. So you need the whole structure. You need yourself on top of that. That's your, that's your basement. You need your, your finance. That's your first floor, your fam. That's your second floor, your fun. That's your roof. Now you have a whole house. Okay. You take something off and there's a problem. So that is big boss vibes. Um, like I said, I will post, uh, the hierarchy of priorities and for fun, I'll even post Maslow's hierarchy of needs just for those who haven't seen it. Um, and you can meditate on, you know, yes, we have to fulfill these needs, but I suggest you spend your time this way 
to achieve this fulfillment, okay? Because at the end of the day, we're not supposed to be defending food, clothing, and shelter at this point. And if we are, we are, and that's okay. You could catch up on the journey, and we, we're going to go where we need to go together. But we're at the top of the pyramid over here trying to actually achieve self-actualization. I'm trying to make you feel, what's that called? Elated? <laughs> like feel elated and... and um. I don't remember. Euphoria. That was it. I'm trying to make you feel euphoria, fam. I'm trying to bring you into a euphoric existence. So we can't get stuck on the first rung, physiological needs or safety or even love. And we'll talk about love one episode. Don't worry about that. I got you. And there's so many types of love and it's it's a fun thing to talk about um, because of the nuances of it all. But right now... And maybe we'll do this for a few episodes. We'll go through each rung. But right now, we're starting at the top, right? Um, or we're starting at the bottom, which is yourself, so that we can achieve the top, which is self-actualization, all right? All right. So now we're into, um, <laughs> we're into the topic. And I feel like I've spent most of the episode on Big Boss Vibes. But um, that's okay. We're still going to talk about our topic today. Um, because I promised you we would, and I think it's worthwhile. And at the same time, I'll just spend less time on the topic since we, you know, spent quite a bit of time on big boss vibes. So, uh, unlocking personal success and abundance. So the interesting thing is where we left off, you had found your gifts, you'd kind of written them down, you'd kind of sat down and visualized, um, yourself in the next two years, five years, 10 years, again, hit me up, let me know, what, what are you doing in the next two years, five years, 10 years, right? Because you need to dwell within that existence to do what you have to do today to make sure that happens then, right? It's not gonna magically happen, you gotta like be there. Um, now, setting specific goals, so like I am the queen of success strategies, that is my thing, I've been doing it for years and years, I help people achieve success, again, but there's no like difference between personal and business, they all, they intersect. Yeah, there are differences, but they intersect all over the place. So you kind of have to look at people as holistic individuals and consider the whole picture. So to me, a goal is a goal. It doesn't matter what area of your life it fits into because it overlaps. If you have a health goal and you call that what personal, believe me, health affects business. Okay. So it's all just goals in your life and, and, and our success strategies will help you achieve those goals. That I've been doing for years as a consultant. Um, so what I learned in doing that is that honestly, each person, I've never done a plan that is the same as the last plan ever, ever. Every person is individual. That's why I only take a certain amount of clients because it is a highly individualized um, process. And it that because it's individualized, it will give them exactly what they need to achieve success for what they specifically want, given their specific circumstance in life and their genetic makeup, who they are. You know what I'm saying? So I can't give you specifics on how to achieve, how to take your gifts and turn them into abundance because I don't know you specifically. You understand? Okay? You could hit me up, we could talk, right? But I don't know you specifically, okay? But I can give you some general principles that could at least help you in terms of guiding the process if you were to do this on your own. 
All right. All right. So that's what we're going to do today. I did promise I would do that. Unlocking personal success and abundance part two, right? How to take your gifts and start to look at them in terms of something that you can monetize. And in the last episode, we also said, you know, it is okay to charge for your gifts. So that's where we left off saying it is okay to charge for your gifts. Your gifts are worth something. You are worth something. What you've come to this earth to do is worth something and you can put a monetary value on it. You can, but you also have to nurture it and develop it into something. Um, for example, you don't pay the same price for coal that you pay for diamonds. You only pay those high prices after it's pressurized. So that's you fam. That's you. Your gifts are just coal. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whew. Your gifts are cool. Your gifts are cool. I don't know where you are in your pressurization process, but let's say you're at the beginning. Your gifts are cool. That's great. You have a lot of potential, right? Cool. <laughs> but at the end of the day, if you go through the right process, you have diamonds. Okay. That's why diamonds are a girl's best friend because we love developed men, men who have been through pressure, har, sexy, cavemen, masculine, mm, right? Pressurized men who have now become diamonds. Diamonds, a girl's best friend, a strong man. Now, I mean, please don't freak out on my comments telling me, oh, this, you know, kind of traditional archaic view I have of masculinity and femininity because I'm allowed to be myself just like you're allowed to be yourself and I'm allowed to value what I value just like you're allowed to value what you value. And yes, I have very traditional kind of attraction to masculine energy because I'm highly feminine and I embrace my femininity and that is my right. I'm able, I'm allowed to do that and I'm allowed to, yeah, and I appreciate feminine energy too, to be honest. I think feminine energy is wonderful. I have it, I have it in spades, so why wouldn't I appreciate it? But I'm saying a pressurized male, a male who's developed, you know, like back in caveman days, they'll go out and they'll hunt and they'll learn how to be men, right? So he's been through pressure, he's, you know, been chased by a lion. <laughs> And he went out coal, he got chased by a lion and he came back a diamond, right? Girl's best friend, because now he can protect me from the lion. And yes, don't go in my comments saying women don't need to be protected by men. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. Because at the end of the day, the truth is um, there are lots and lots of different views in this world. And I was a woman, I am a woman who was raised by her grandmother, who has certain values um, and I'm allowed to that. I'm allowed to have that. <laughs> so uh, we were talking about the importance. Of, yeah, so you you know, to manifest your gifts and to monetize your gifts, you need to pressurize them so that you're offering diamonds to the marketplace, right? You don't want to just offer coal. So you have to kind of know what your gift is and you need to pressurize it. You need to put it together in a way that makes it presentable and, and desirable to public that meets a need even. What need are you fulfilling? Who do you think would need it? Who is your public? Do you know who you're targeting? These are all very important questions. And these are, are the types of questions that would move my general kind of, what I would generally recommend to specific recommendations, okay? 
Um, so yeah, that's kind of my general kind of versus specific disclaimer. Just this is not specific advice because I don't know you like that. You know, I don't know what you're doing or what you want to do. But um, generally speaking, I would start by looking at your goals. So what is it? Uh, to be honest, I'd take it a step back and I'd talk to you about your gifts and what you are trying to manifest and how you like, how did you come about knowing that this is your gift and kind of get your gift story. So I understood where you're coming from and what it is and what the outcome, because you could have the same gift as someone else, perhaps like a similar gift, like it looks on the outside the same. So I have lemons. That's my gift. Okay. Well, you have lemons. Do you want to take the seeds and plant a lemon tree? Are you trying to make a lemonade stand? Are you like, you know, what are you doing with your lemons? Right? So what's your, like, I would want your vision, your gift, your vision, all of it. What makes you up as to why you develop that? Right? Okay. So, um, and that note, somebody might have lemons and sugar and then make lemonade, but another person might just have lemons and make like concentrated lemon juice. And another person might have a longevity idea like, no, I want my whole family to eat off this. They can't all eat off lemon juice. I want to plant lemon trees. Like, so again, it's very individual. So generally speaking, once we know your gifts, we kind of know who your gifts are for, what you want to do with those gifts, right? We have a good, strong understanding. Then we look at goals. So we set some goals and we make those goals time bound and measurable. Very important to be time bound and measurable. So you know what? Let's go with the lemon theory. Sure. Um, we want to make, we want to have a lemon farm. I know. And I want the lemon farm to provide lemons for my family directly, but I also want it to provide lemons to the entire community. You know, they haven't had lemons in years. We found that we got this rare, you know, lemon that will allow us to populate, you know, our whole field with lemon seeds. So we want to know by, you know, in two summers from now, we have, you know, like we're able to have, you know, maybe, maybe the goal is we have five lemon trees this year because there's five seeds in this lemon. So next year we'll have five lemon trees. And after that we'll have 25 lemon trees. And then the, the, on the, on the third year we have a hundred lemon trees. That is so easy to measure. Do you have five, 25 and a hundred lemon trees looking year after year? Okay. So then you go down to strategy. Well, how will you, how will you get these lemon trees? Right. And actually, sorry, let's go back to goal. So, you know, that year one, you're going to have five lemon trees, right? Year two, you're going to have, what was it? 25 lemon trees and year three, you're going to have, what was it? A hundred lemon trees, right? So then you also know you want to sell, let's say, each lemon for a dollar for my easy math. And you know that each tree will bear, I don't know, this is where my agricultural knowledge does not kick in, so I'm gonna guess. Each tree, we're gonna just say, bears 100 lemons. That sounds like a lot of lemons, but let's say that, okay? Then we know that you have 100 trees, so that means you're getting $10,000 a tree, right? A hundred lemons per tree and you're getting, sorry, I'm not a mathematician. <laughs> you're getting a lot of money and a lot of lemons. No, 
Um, so those are measurable goals. <laughs> I lost my math. Sorry. Um, those are measurable goals. Okay. You're able to measure, do I have this many trees by this year? And then was I second goal now, was I able to sell each lemon for a dollar? Did I yield this many lemons per tree? Did I make this much money at the end? Very, very easy to measure. Okay. So now to create that right now, we have nothing. That's just our goals. Okay. We have nothing. So to create that, we have to first get, let's say 25 lemons. Cause we know each lemon comes with five seeds and we know maybe there's a one in five chance that the tree will actually grow. So maybe one goal would be secure. Maybe one strategy would secure 25 lemons, but there's no lemons in the community. So you have to get the lemons from this rare place. So before you can actually secure the 25 lemons, maybe you need to send your son to the rare place, right? But to send your son to the rare place, he's going to need a plane ticket and he's going to need, you know, food, clothing, and shelter while he's there. That requires budget, right? But you don't have budget. <laughs> oh, see how business goes? This is how it goes. And this is off the dome, but this is like so real life. You don't have budget. So now you need like a investor. Okay. Let's say we're going to go the investor route. You need an investor. Who could your investor be? Well, you're sending your son. So, you know, we, we started this whole episode talking about unis unifying our come up. So we're going to go to, um, your good friend and neighbor, Bob. Okay. And we're going to say, Bob, we're going to plant lemons. There's no lemons in this community. We've needed lemons for years. No one can wash their chicken anymore. It's bear guard, you know? Everybody's using salt to wash their chicken. We want lemons. <laughs> All right. You know, some people don't wash their chicken before they cook it. That's a whole other topic. All right. So Bob says, you know what? I actually, I'm happy to invest because you're lucky and you asked. The first person you asked said yes, right? Because that almost never happens, but that's a different topic. But, well, it's the same topic. We'll get to it. Um, Bob says, yeah, I want to invest. And in fact, I'd like some lemons for, for my field too. It's a really good idea. Can we do it together? Or since we're neighbors? Yeah, sure. So we double up. Maybe we're, we're doubling all our goals now, or maybe you just, you know, we'll plant some of the same on his field. Okay. So they put their money together. They send Joe to go get these special lemons. Joe comes back. They're able, but then they still need fertilizer and all of this. And as they're looking at it, they need a second investor, but they can't find one. So now they're going to go to the government. They're going to go the agricultural route and they're going to ask for a loan. Okay. And they're actually going to put up their home, both of them as collateral. Oh, it's getting serious guys. Is there any bounds that we do not know if we're li literally trying to manifest a gift? What drives them is that they really believe the community can benefit from lemons. Their heart is in this. Their soul is in it. And you might say like, hold on, Bob is not developing his own gift because this was the other guy's gift to do lemons. No, no, no. Bob's gift is to be an investor. That was his secret dream. He wanted to help other people's dreams come true. Ah, you didn't see it. So it all goes together, darling. All right. So they go to the bank. Sounds good. They have collateral, they get approved. They're able to hold the land or whatever it is, prepare the land. They're able to plant the seeds. The trip was a success. Boom. Year one, they get 40 lemon trees. They're one in five exceeded. 
and they got 40 lemon trees. So when you look at the outcomes, but hold on, before they get 40 lemon trees, he's back, now what has to happen? So you have your goals, the strategy is go get the lemons, but now that, that unleashes a ton of things that need to happen. Those things are called initiatives, initiatives, okay? So now the initiatives should be written down and those are also time sensitive, okay? And they're all, and they're chronological and they are all required to be done to fulfill the strategy, which then fulfills the goal. All right, so for example, okay, we know the goal is we need five trees next year. We know that in order to do that, we wanna go get the lemons, the special lemons that are gonna populate our, our earth. And in order to do that, we need to do certain things to fulfill that. So we need to get now initiatives. We need to get a loan, boom. We need to get an angel investor, boom, or an investor. We need to get, um, we need to hold the land, prepare the land, boom. We need to get a couple planters in because we need the season's almost done. We need to hire some planters, boom, right? Now, planters need to be hired by August 1st because season's done September 1st, so we need to hurry up, okay, boom. So now you're able to say August 1st, did we get them all in? Now it needs to be watered every day. We need a water boy in the morning and a water boy at night. I don't know. I'm, I don't work on a farm. I'm just saying, you know, boom. And like, here's the workload. Who's going to be responsible for the water boys? Joe's responsible for the water boys. Someone's got to sell the pre-orders for the lemons. We got to get some money coming in, man. We have a lot of money going out. We don't even have one tree yet. But people are excited. They've heard that lemons are coming to town. Nobody has any lemons. Everybody wants lemons. Some people want lemonade. Some people need concentrated lemon juice. Some people want to build their own lemon farms and just want some lemon seeds. And we're like, yeah, man, we're open for business just now. But it's not now. It's just now. We need some capital. We need some money coming through. Can we do pre-orders? Oh, shoot. We don't even have a website. You don't have a website? How are you supposed to facilitate your pre-orders? I mean, we could go door to door, but there's a lot of doors in this community. It'd be a lot easier if they came to us and just fulfilled the order online. You know what? We could give them 10% off if they order in advance. And like that 10% would be way less than like the cost of driving around and trying to get these orders and paying someone to do it for us. So now we have to build a website. So these are all initiatives. Build a website by this date, right? Hold the, how, we, how will they know about the website? Hold a, a community launch at the community fair that is the second week in September always. Okay, well then we need to book a, <laughs> we need to book a booth at the community fair. You understand, you see it. It's deep, it's deep, you can't play. This is your mission. Whenever you're tired and you think, geez, like not a dollar has come in yet, but like we just figured out a way and we're gonna come back to this when we talk about next things like we're going to talk about like just different different like who's on your team and how do you okay we're, we're going to come back to this but the point is a lot of people don't know how to get their stuff popping and there's a lot of money going out and there's not a lot of money coming in right so i just gave you like three different ways these people three or four could bring money in right? To get their stuff popping at different segments in their business plan, right? You have to understand who your team is too, because I just assumed that you have a team when you're assigning these initiatives. Well, based on this scenario, we know there's Bob next door. 
We know there's your son and we know there's you. So we know at least three people can work on this business, which is dope. Sometimes it's just you and you still need to get this stuff done. And whenever you feel tired, you have to tell yourself, this is, you know what I do? I have a mantra and I think I said it earlier. Um, I just tell myself, this is my full-time job. Yeah, sometimes it's tiring and it's like, well, of course your full-time job is tiring. That's okay. Sometimes there's a lot to do. Oh yeah, there's always work to do. It's your full-time job, right? <laughs> and also, what other job would you rather do? I mean, this guy is very passionate about lemons. There's nothing he would rather do. I'm very passionate about you guys and about all of us coming and manifesting our own best selves. I'm super duper passionate about all of us becoming our best selves. So passionate. I think God would be so proud of me if I can actually do this for myself and with you guys. And if several of us can kind of band together and become our best selves, like I feel like God is going to be like there for that, you know? So I, I am beyond passionate. There is nothing I would rather do. Nothing I would rather do. So yeah, you have to remind yourself of that when you're in the trenches, working hard, that this is your gift that you're manifesting. What else would you do? Right? Uh-huh. So yes, you have your goals and feeding into those, you had your strategies that are going to get you your goals and feeding into that. You have your initiatives and you know that your team members are on board and you've assigned each initiative to a team member and you've put a timeline on everything. So now you can actually measure outcomes. So when you're doing all of that, you're going to develop your outcomes measurement tool. So there you're going to highlight all the big outcomes you need to have happen, which obviously coincide with goals. Okay. And you're going to be able to, and just milestones within those goals. And you're going to be able to say, okay, this happened on this date. This happened on this date. As they're happening, you're like putting it there and you're able to see like the projected date versus your actual date. You understand? So then, you know, am I on track? Am I ahead of time? Am I behind time? Now this is all general structure of how you're going to get your stuff popping. It's just general. It's not specific to you. It just has to happen no matter who you are. You have to do this. You understand? So I think you're going to be very successful if you even follow just these principles. Um, and like following this through to the end, let's say now they did all those things. They hit their initiatives. Okay. They put out their sign at the fair. People went to their website. They pre-ordered. Those pre-orders turned into cash flow, which allowed them to even, you know, invest in, in, in fulfilling those orders, boxes, boxing it, uh, getting a plant, getting a space and being able to create the concentrated juice and the lemonade. They were even able to go into frozen lemonade. They got that many orders. They got some corporate orders. They were able to build new relationships in the winter when nothing not gone. They are still pushing because they knew that, that their, their, their season was coming now and they're going to be able to fulfill all this in the season. So they got some huge corporate orders that added more cash flow. So they were able to build their team out and they were able to say, okay, you know what? Now we're going to put it on Bob's land too. We're going to expand it and use all our land. Shoot, we might go buy some land. And now other investors will be interested because they're already showing cash flow and they haven't gotten one of them and off the ground. <gasps> I know I'm such a genius. I did tell you guys I've been doing this for like 20 years, right? So I'm pretty smart. 
So there's your whole lemon business. And you see how lemons turned into diamonds? Like these people have money now. And I, I, no lie, I've done this for so many people. I've done this for so many people. And now I want to teach us all to do this for ourselves. Because again, I used to do that, that hierarchy, Jessica's hierarchy of priorities. I used to do that the opposite way, which means I would build other people before I'd look at my own finances and myself. You understand? So now I'm building me and I'm helping you build you. And we're teaching people how to fish, baby, you know, and I hope it's blessed and I hope it, it receives you well and that you are well and that um, you'll be able to manifest, you know, locate and manifest and turn this into a goal. And then that, that goal, turn that into a strategy and that strategy, make it an initiative, which goes into a work plan, which helps you could plug in your team, which helps you manifest greatness and go back and see, yes, we are hitting our goals. And boom, we're abundant doing that we love and what we were meant to do on this earth. Isn't that beautiful? So simplified. Easy peasy. Get it done. Easy peasy. All right. We're on to gods and goddesses. That wraps up our topic and we're on to gods and goddesses. Okay. After this podcast, I need you to sit down and do a little success strategy for yourself though. I'm not trying to put myself out of business. <laughs> I do make money with clients, but I need, I need you guys, if you're listening to me, I want, I want you to be the most blessed people on the earth and we're going to figure that out together, right? Growth is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. This is a transformative long-term relationship we're in together now. You are committed to me and I to you. Okay. So we're going to get this together. I believe, I believe. All right. Gods and goddesses. So this is really interesting. This today, what I want to talk about during gods and goddesses is how to recenter with your personal mission regularly. So it's interesting because, and when I say regularly, I mean weekly or daily, even sometimes hourly, if it, if it need be, if you're under pressure. But, um, earlier we talked about outside distractions. The world being a distraction, sometimes people not respecting our gifts, not respecting our vision, our mission. You can look crazy. You can look crazy going for it out here. So many people tell their loved ones, oh, why are you trying to be a basketball player? Only this many people are in the NBA. Oh, why are you trying to be a rapper? It's very unlikely you'll be successful. Why are you trying to start your own business? One in however many make it every whatever. Oh, the first five years, you're going to lose money. Fam, you can make money the first five days if you do the right thing. Don't listen to them. Listen to you. Listen to what's inside. So in order to kind of overcome adversity, when you're looking at personal development and the development of uh, and, and professional development, um, you need to have this beautiful skill of Centering yourself, recentering yourself regularly. It's such an important part of maintenance, personal maintenance and success. And so that's what I want to do during Gods and Goddesses today. I just want to bring it down. I always have to, I get hype, right? <laughs> I get hype when we talk about things. I, I want it for myself. I want it for you. And so I get so passionate um, 
So then when gods and goddesses comes, I'm always like, oh, okay, we got to bring it down. <laughs> mm. Nice drinking water. Yeah, actually, I was drinking green tea. I do not tell lies. Try not to. Um, all right, let's breathe. Let's breathe before we get into it. Uh, in through the nose, out through the mouth. In through the nose, out through the mouth. You better be doing it with me. Don't just be sitting there. In through the nose, out through the mouth. All right, let's get into it. So, how to regularly center ourselves with our personal mission, okay? So I have a few tips for you, five to be exact. Um, the first one is to just create a short affirmation or even mission statement that is easy for you to remember and recount it at the beginning of each day. And whenever you have a tough moment in your day, just something that helps keep you going you know it's like you know when you're driving and like oops <laughs> you ran out of gas I don't know why I'm laughing I guess it's happened to me if I'm gonna be honest <laughs> and then you have like that little red container <laughs> and then you thank god you have gas in it which never happens you know you have to walk somewhere and put gas in it <laughs> Anyway, I do have a red container and then you fill it with gas and you put that gas in your tank and that gets you to the next big moment where you get to drive to the gas station and actually fill it. So that's kind of what I'm suggesting, a short affirmation that just is like a little red can of gas to put in to you um, to get you to the next fueling, whatever that is. For you um, so for me uh, what helps me is I, I said it earlier this is my full-time job and that helps me because I noticed a lot of people like I've done a lot of different things in my career like different I've had different careers in my life um, so let's say when I was a counselor working at schools okay nobody bothered me when I was with my students ever ever or when I was an executive director at a nonprofit, nobody bothered me ever. During those hours of whatever time I worked, nobody bothered me, okay? But as an entrepreneur working from home, sometimes people, it could even be the people in your home or others outside of it, just think that you're not working. Sometimes you think you're not working, I lie. Sometimes you think you're not working. Sometimes you're like, I could watch this Netflix show while I eat lunch. And then you watch two shows instead of one, even though you know you're not eating lunch anymore and you should be back at work. So whenever like, or sometimes a tough moment will actually arise where you're, you're stumped. Like that can help happen sometimes when I'm doing web development for different brands. There'll be something highly technical that's a little bit out of my area and I always figure it out, but I, it's not fun. I don't love it. It's not my favorite part of the job. And so I just tell myself, this is my full-time job. It's not always fun. 
it's not always fun, but I have to, and yeah, you could want to just take time off sometimes, but nope, you can't just take time off. This is your full-time job. So if you've decided to be a full-time entrepreneur, that's what you say, or you can have your own mantra. This is my part-time job. <laughs> this is my way to freedom. You can come up with your own, but it's just something like a little gas in the, in the tank, you know? Uh, my second kind of suggestion, I guess, would be when you want to recenter and kind of just connect with your inner mission and remember that this is what you're focused on. This is your purpose. This is what you wanted, right? You can invite feedback from others. Mm-hmm. And that's really helpful too. Um, all week I've been getting messages from people who are touched by my podcast, who are really feeling Jesse's world, who uh, some of them even, even might have said it brightened their day or it made them laugh or it made them think about something specific. And all of those are like gas in the tank, right? It's it's a blessing. Um, so inviting feedback, but I do, I, I tell people, and then I even had um, feedback on, on three shots and a mango beer that, that I was a little bit quiet in, in, in an episode. So that was good feedback as well. Um, I take all feedback positive and constructive because it either is going to help me improve something or at least consider it. Um, or it's going to add fuel to my tank. Like who doesn't want to get, who doesn't love positive feedback? <laughs> it's a blessing, right? So inviting feedback is good. And then the other thing is just from like a kind of corporate principle standard, um, you know, it is true that it's very rare that an unhappy customer will tell you why they're not happy. Um, usually you just lose the customer. And this is like a very good principle in business to know because what it means is when a customer gives you negative feedback, what you perceive as negative, that you say thank you. That's positive because most of the time they'll just leave and they won't say anything and you'll have no opportunity to correct yourself or your business. All right. So for me, all feedback is welcome because I, I, this whole show is about self evolution, about the improvement of self. How can we improve if we're not honest with each other? And I always say like a real friend will not let you walk around with a booger in your nose, <laughs> perhaps not the most eloquent way to put it, but it's a fact like a real friend just won't do that to you. You know what I mean? If they know that's the situation, they got to let you know. And I really am grateful for the honest relationships I've ha I have in my life. And I really appreciate positive feedback, but I also really appreciate constructive feedback. So inviting feedback is a really good way to kind of remember your, 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 your mission. And if you happen to be achieving your mission, um, and it touched somebody and it, it kind of had the desired impact. Wow. That's real fuel in your tank. So be open to feedback. Um, number three is just to know your why. So this is what, this is a really beautiful and important one. Um, knowing your why is just why are you, why? So you have this gift. Why do you want to manifest it? Why do you want to bring it into fruition? Right? For me, I, and why do you want it to be your life? Like your, why do you want to monetize it? Why is it your life's calling for me? I can say, well, honestly, I feel like I want to be my best self. I guess if I'm going to be honest with myself, I want to be my best self. 
So I feel like this podcast is a great accountability partner, but also I spent a, I've spent my whole life helping others be their best self. Like I really have spent my whole life seeing the best in others, loving people kind of where they're at and wanting the, like wanting the best for people. I've wanted the best for my haters. Actually, I've actually had haters in my life where I know these people are haters and I still pray for them and I still want the best for them. And I'm not a mad woman. <laughs> I'm not crazy. I just know that if they had their best, like if, if they knew their value and if they understood the gifts God put in them, they wouldn't have the time to hate me. That's not possible. You'd be too busy minding your business. Hence my catchphrase, mind your business. It's so important. Um, yeah, they'd be too busy minding their business and then they'd be putting gifts into the world and then they would love me because they would know that I'm putting my gifts in the world and they're putting their gifts in the world and my gifts do not subtract from their gifts nor do theirs from mine and everybody can live blessed together and there's no need for hate. There's just, it doesn't even make sense. Like if you're a critical thinker, um, hate is one of the silliest things and the most childish things out there. And it just highlights ignorance. It's like, what a way to highlight ignorant. If you were, and if you knew you were ignorant, like if you actually knew some of the things that you thought or whatever were ignorant. And like, if people walked, let's say, with a cloud of words all around them, and and then the words that were bad, like the words like that were ignorant were highlighted, would you still want those words there? No, you wouldn't want your ignorance highlighted. So I feel like when people hate on people, they're highlighting their own ignorance for the world to see. It, it doesn't actually reflect on the person they're hating. It reflects on themselves and their lack of connection to self and their lack of self-fulfillment. And so, yeah, I get it. Like duality, you know, yin yang in life is important. Uh, so obviously to have a higher self, you have to have a lower self. Uh, and then it could be fun to be in that, you know, but there's ways to express that and it doesn't have to hurt others. Like it could just be, you know, <laughs> watching some junk food on Netflix, you know, some like simple minded shows or something, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I really don't see the, the point of, of being a hater. So, um, for me, my why is really to help me manifest my best self and to help others manifest their best self. Cause I know I have a vision for the world. And I think like, if we're all our best selves, the world would be like heaven on earth basically. And uh, like such a beautiful place. And I feel like God, I have, I have a very spiritual connection to God and I feel like God would be so proud of us, like really proud of us. Like super, <laughs> I'm such a child inside when it comes to God. I'm so grateful, uh, like super duper proud of us. And so, yeah, that's, that's a big part of my why. Um, my family is part of my why. Obviously I want to see, I want to give my son everything he ever dreamed of and more, every connection, every business opportunity, every, all the abundance, everything. I just love him so much. He's like my best friend in the whole wide world. And he's so awesome and blessed. And I'm just so grateful that God trusts me with such a beautiful soul to, to be able to be his mom. Like, what a blessing. So, yeah, I'm really grateful. 
So obviously I would want to share abundance with, with my, with my son and also want him to be proud of me, you know, and I feel like this is like good work that he's proud of. And I know that he's been encouraging me to do this for years. And, um, I didn't have confidence to be honest, I, I like confidence, you know, <laughs> It's funny because um, when I was talking to Rola today, she said um, it wasn't just that like when you were like growing up when like she was always worried about me because I said it's interesting that people saw you as someone that was protecting me and like they couldn't get past you to get to me type of thing. And she was like, yeah, because not only, you know, was I like, wow, Jessica's incredibly beautiful, <laughs> but she was like also like, wow she's also incredibly naive. Like she doesn't have that self-esteem to like know what she is and how the world might perceive her. So I'm going through life like I'm, you know, regular, so to speak. But yeah, I think the same is like, it's the same with my spiritual gifts and like what I'm trying to manifest on earth now. I needed a lot of confidence, which my son really helped me get um, to be able to, to do this work. It's, it's real serious work. And then also to call myself out and have to be working on me because there's a ton of work on. Um, <laughs> luckily, there's no shortage of work when it comes to personal development. Um, yeah, so that's those are some of my whys. Those are some of my whys. I have so many whys. Um, who doesn't want to bring up the team back to like the whole, you know, front front end of the podcast, which came with unifying the come up. Of course, I think of people I love that I want to bless as well along the way. So all of those great things are whys. You know, improving the world is a big why. What's your why? I want to know your why. DM me your why. I want to know all your whys. If you don't want to tell me, you don't have to, but you should write it down. You should have your why just there for you. Put it up in your office or somewhere and look at it whenever you're feeling like, why am I doing this? Boom. You have the answer right there right? Your answer is right there. That was number three. Okay. Number four, I know this is going to be so shocking that I would say this, but <laughs> to recenter yourself and connect with your purpose, one thing you can do at any time during the day is breathe, right? In through the nose, out through the mouth, deep into your belly, right? Just breathe. As long as you have life, you know you can like have opportunity. As long as you have opportunity, tomorrow can be so much better than today. So whatever's going on, you can always center yourself with breath. And I know it sounds super simple, but guess what? You can hydrate yourself with water. You can stay alive with air, oxygen, breath. These are essentials. You can get vitamin D from the sun. All the really important things tend to be pretty simple when you meditate on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're breathing. <laughs> I know like giving you broccoli. Actually, I love broccoli, but you still got to breathe intentionally. So that's a really good way to center. And then you want to take it a step further. 
while breathing, you can connect with your why. And just visualize your why. And that takes us into like last episode where you start to visualize your future. You know? So if we're Bob and the neighbor, we start visualizing a field of lemon trees and all the end products and all the abundance that comes with the joy of fulfilling people's needs for lemons. Mm. Doesn't that feel good when you fulfill people's needs? Hmm? In through the nose, out through the mouth. Yeah. And like your gift and how you're going to deliver it is only something you can do. Right? All right. So don't let anyone discourage you out through the mouth. Don't let anything pull you off track in through the nose. Just stay focused. You have something to achieve. You have diamonds to make. You cannot remain cool. In. Out. In. Out and center yourself. Do that anytime, anywhere, anytime, anywhere that you need to just take a breath. It's your breath. Take it now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Finally, um, I'm all relaxed now. <laughs> when I do my breath work, I get so like chill. I'm almost like ready for bed type of chill. It's the middle of the day and I'm going to cook after this. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but the last, the fifth and final um, tip for kind of centering and reconnecting with your purpose is just to talk to an old friend. And it's, it's kind of actually similar to feedback, except um, it's not just feedback from anyone out there, like connecting with an old friend and it doesn't have to be about business, just like life, right? Like, just like, hello, how are you? Um, can be very, very helpful. Um, yeah, it's funny cause I was talking with, um, a friend of mine, big up ninja. Yeah. I was talking with a friend of mine and he knew me from like, I was like 14 like, uh, he knows, like, flighty Jessica, la, 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 innocent, flighty, perfect, little, naive Jessica. <laughs> and he was talking about, like, exactly, just, it's funny, just my gifts. And, like, without even knowing, I don't even, I don't think he even knows I have a podcast. If he, I don't think he knows. And if he does, I don't think he's listened to it. But he just knows me. And he was just talking about me in the most positive light. You know what I'm saying? And that definitely reminds me of me too. Because again, this world can kind of like take you away from yourself if you are not careful. You know what I mean? Take you out of yourself, right? Especially your highest self and your best self and the best 
points of your life. And no matter where you are, like you can achieve your best points and more. And don't think like the best point is behind you, right? Because it's it's not. It's all about manifestation of what you want today. And manifestation sounds airy-fairy, but in fact, it's just working toward what you want. It's not airy-fairy at all. And so, yeah, definitely it's nice. It's nice to talk to people who know you and love you unconditionally and see you for your internal qualities and value and spirit. Those people who know you on that spiritual level will deal with you on a level. No matter where you are in life, no matter what you're going through, they'll respect you. If you're making a million dollars a year, $10 million a year, or two bucks, you know, with a cup outside of a Timmy's, hey, it doesn't really matter. If they knew you, but from back in the day, they love you, they're going to still push that love to you if it's pure and honest, right? And actually, don't even think like, oh, the guy in front of Timmy's is getting no love and the guy who gets 10 millions getting all the love because I know people who when they started making millions all their friends them dropped off because their friends wanted to like it's the ego right the ego says oh I don't want them to think that I want anything from them I don't want them to misunderstand honey if we had a better view if we said we were going to unify the come up, you know, we're going to unify the come up, then you could never say, I don't want this person to think I need them or I want something from them because we all have value and we're all here to help each other. And if we have that view of life, we're all here to help each other. There's no way you need to bring any ego business into any of it. Come meet your brethren, chill out with your brethren, appreciate your brethren, appreciate the love, the pure love, don't, you don't have time for, for any like ridiculousness. You don't want to hear about Ray Ray down the road. That's not the type of quality time I'm talking about. Just you. Just you want a vibe on them. You know? Just reminiscing. Even me and my uncle were running jokes about growing up and just like Allenberry days and pool days and whatever. It's just you. It just brings out you to be you in that moment. To come out of responsibility. Come out of work. Come out of relationship stuff, man, woman stuff, or children stuff, or whatever, and just hold a meditation and a vibe with someone who just loves you for you. That's a nice feeling. So that's a nice way to recenter yourself. You'll come back refreshed. It's like a mini vacation. What they call that a staycation, right? It's just like, yeah, sometimes you need that. And I know people don't like to make time for that, but that's at the top of the pyramid of Jesse's, you know, hierarchy of priorities. It's fun. Fam and fun. There's, you need time for that, man. You need time for it. All right. Well, that concludes our topic today. I hope you got something from it. Of course, I'm going to leave you with a quote and an affirmation before we wrap up. And the quote for today is, All the validation I need lives inside me. All the validation I need lives inside of me all right you're you're you are enough you are good enough you can do this whatever your mission is you can you will do this and you are enough and if you need to reaffirm that at any time you have the tools after listening to this you know you have the tools to reaffirm yourself if you go to someone else for your validation there's a problem because 
there's an opportunity for them to invalidate you, rendering your mission impossible, rendering your purpose dead, contribution nothing. Why would you give that to someone else? I don't care who they are. No, your validation lives inside of you. As soon as you take that outside of you, it's dangerous, man. Inside of you. Bring it back to breath. Bring it, <laughs> why can I talk? Bring it back to breath. Bring it back to breath, baby. Bring it back to breathing if you need to. It's inside of you, okay? That's the only place you need to go. All right, your affirmation. And remember, you're supposed to write yourself a little saying to get you through too, all right? Again, from inside of you. All right, today's affirmation. Challenges are just opportunities to strengthen my commitment to myself, my values, my calling. I got this. Let's say it again, especially because I didn't say it entirely. Challenges are just opportunities to strengthen my commitment to self, my values, my gifts, my calling. I got this. All right. You got this. So whenever challenges arise wicked, that's amazing. That does not mean abort, abandon ship, go work at your local Walmart. No, it does not mean that. It's just a challenge. It's expected. If you weren't expecting challenges, you're delusional, honey. You need challenges to strengthen yourself to become what? A diamond. Were you trying to remain cool and show up as cool and expect diamond right rates and prices and abundance? No star. You're not going to get diamond abundance and you're just sitting in your cool state of mind. Like you have to go through challenges to elevate. It's, a, it's impossible otherwise. So that's okay. You're going to have challenges. You're going to have obstacles coming up. And every one of those challenges are just an opportunity to strengthen your commitment to yourself, your values, your gifts, and your calling. You got this. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks so much for visiting Jesse's World. I hope you'll come again. And please visit us at platinumrouge.com and follow us on Instagram at Jesse's World XO. Um, I love chatting with you. And I hope you got something awesome out of today. If you want to DM me personally, it's Jessica Lambert. I'm at Jessica Vibes. And stay blessed. Thanks for tuning in and see you next time. This is a weekly podcast.